This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. have a special show for you today here on Voice of Change. It is Lauren Jacobs and you're tuned in to Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. And I know and believe that you've been with us for most of the afternoon. But if you're driving home or if you're at home, no matter what you're doing right now, I pray that you're just experiencing the blessings and blessings and blessings that God will bestow upon you in this moment and this very time where we are together for the next hour. And I have a very special guest coming on the show today with me who is sharing the story of not only a bit about her life but also the life of her son and the legacy that he has left behind and I have Louisa Zondo with me today and she is the mother of the much-loved music star Ricky Rick who tragically took his own life last February in 2022 and her loss was really shared by millions millions of people just around the world and especially in South Africa, just poured out their love and their devastation at hearing about Ricky's tragic passing. And also it was this unique deep and life-shattering grief that Louisa herself experienced and of course has been a mom and if you're listening today and you're a mom and maybe you're sitting there even with your children right now as I'm you know joining you you probably can relate and think and imagine in your mind that the deep life-shattering and life-altering grief that comes with losing a child is just something that is is quite traumatic and something that requires such a deep journey to walk through and Louisa has been you know sharing about her story she's written a new book about her journey called Jeris Mariki a mother's journey through grief trauma and healing and today she's going to be joining me to talk about what happened how did she feel her trek up Mount Everest you know just over a month after Ricky's passing and the journey that she has been on and you know a little bit about her herself because Louise is a very accomplished woman herself because she is a lawyer and a political activist who has held a number of high-profile roles in public life. She served as the Deputy Executive Director of the Constitutional Assembly during South Africa's transition from apartheid. She went on to become the Chief Executive of the South African Human Rights Commission in 1996, and she's also held a number of senior roles in public and non-profit sector organizations. And most recently, she was the Acting Executive Director of Oxfam South Africa. And along with other members of her family, she's currently involved in establishing the Ricky Rick Foundation in honor of her son, Ricardo, who died in February 2022. And so today we're going to be talking to her and Luis is going to be sharing all about her son's passing and, you know, just a lot around that. And I want to say today as someone who has just experienced the tragic loss of a friend through taking their own life, I know that it is something that is very difficult for us when we're in the middle of it to process your thoughts are all over and there's so many emotions and maybe you're listening today and you've experienced the tragic loss of a loved one who took their own life 
maybe it's been recent maybe it was long ago but i do want to say that this conversation that louisa and i are going to be having today is one that will encourage and will uplift you to know that there is purpose and that there is life and that there is a legacy to be built upon no matter who the person was and no matter you know they were just maybe a normal member of society or we see someone like like Ricky, who had a public status figure, and he that was who he was, so so many people knew him. All of us have a unique experience when it comes to loss of, of our loved ones, but we also know that together we share a common truth. And so today, Luis is joining me after this, so don't go anywhere. I am just really, really excited, not only excited, but really honored today to have Louisa with me as I was sharing with all of you earlier on. Louisa Zondo is just an incredible woman and her memories, her life story, and also her relationship with her son, as we know as Ricky Rick, her relationship with him and the journey that she has been on over the past year and a bit has been one that she has been sharing now with all of us. And so today I'm joined by Louisa and we're going to be talking really about her life and also, of course, about her son, Ricardo. And Louisa, it is so good to have you with me today. It is it is just uh, really a great privilege and it is just lovely that we can be together, that we can share that, you know, everyone that's listening can really connect with you, your life, your story, as well as, uh, you know, someone that everybody loved, your son, Ricardo. So welcome to the show today. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. I really am pleased to be with you and uh, warm greetings to your listeners as well. It is just so great that, you know, I actually got a copy of your book and read it in one day. And uh, it was such a blessing to me to just be reading some of the hard things that you've been through in your life as well. So that's what I want to start off with saying, although today, of course, we're going to be speaking about Ricky, you know, really the book that you've written and things that you've been sharing over the past while are really about your life as well. And understanding the journey of one's life, you know, in order to understand how a person forms, how your history and as well as a national history is formed. And I know that for you, you know, with Ricky's passing last year, which still, it seems like it happened so long ago, but it was just last year. And there was just such an outpouring of love. And I remember it very clearly how people were sharing on social media, people that I knew that knew him, who had been with him at places, had been with him at events, just the things that they started sharing about Ricky's life. It was just incredible that so many people were beginning to speak and just share their memories and share the love for you and the family as well. But we know that grief and pain, it's its actually extremely personal. And especially as a mom, your own emotions, your own experience, you know, it, it's in, its incredibly personal and, and can be quite lonely, even though there are so many people around. And do you remember, you know, obviously it's not going to be something you ever forget, but how you were feeling you when you received that call from, you know, Bianca and just saying, you know, something's wrong. And you've been in that moment and what happened that day, that evening, you know, that must be something that obviously with everybody's outpouring of love and comfort, it still was very, very personal. And what were you experiencing in that moment, on that day, in that evening, when the family started gathering, you realized 
you know, Ricky has passed away. That must have been quite a, a quite a big uh, shock for you. Uh, Lauren, you, your question actually goes into um, the spaces that actually form the answer to that question mm. because it it really um, is impossible to to describe one what one goes through with such devastation it it, mm. it just all comes flooding and it all comes flooding but i was at the same time feeling i'm actually i don't know anything i'm, I'm i know that i'm continuing i'm, I'm, I'm uh, my mind is working my body is working but it feels like nothing is working it feels mm. like everything is completely disoriented it feels like everything is displaced nothing holds together i remember the sense of getting up from the seat i had positioned myself in when i received the call the call from uh, bianca to tell me that i should please come something is wrong mm. i remember the, 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 the just the sense of getting up from that chair it was so slow i i actually had to buy myself time i had to to try and make things sink in, I, I told um, a colleague who was sitting uh, next to me, across from me, in fact, Nancy. I said, Nancy, I, I have to, 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 to leave. I will be back. Um, a family member just might be um, in, in, in trouble. I just have to go and check, see what is, what's happening, and, and I'll, I'll be back. But at that time, I'm, I'm trying to get these feet, these legs, mm. these knees to just bear with me, just, just be with me. Because mm. at that time, things were beginning to just move out of the body, you know, when that sense, yeah. that energy is just rushing out. And uh, I had to gather that um, and instruct my whole being to keep moving and go outside, tell um, the organizer um, that I have to leave. Can you please uh, get um, transport for me to, 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 to go to Ricardo's studio? At that time, I'm not even saying it's Ricardo. I'm just, I'm just saying a family member. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it, it was just a rolling, rolling process mm. of things just being absolutely unreal mm. and of course the whole day became um typically a space of everything being unreal mm. um also that just that inability to to sleep at the end of the of, of the day when you know it's now dark and quiet just mm. that inability to sleep and the constant um, staring almost as if in 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 shock, as a fright, something stirs me up, and I have to shake myself. And then I remember, oh, Ricardo is is gone. That that was a, a quite a, a prominent feature of the time. Yeah, so so it. Mm. I think many people go through that similar sense of just just not knowing how to hold things together, just things being yeah. completely scattered apart. Mm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, we just lost a, a friend to suicide and my husband had to officiate the funeral yesterday. And even after this reality, you kind of feel so disconnected from your brain, like it's your brain somewhere else. It doesn't work almost. Mm. There's mm. just parts of you feel like you're everywhere. And yeah. it's it's a it's a crazy reality. And I think that probably for people listening to us, there's probably a few people listening to us who are maybe in this right now, having lost a loved one or have experienced this in the past and, and probably can connect and relate on that level. Even though everybody's journey is very unique, unique to us and unique yeah. to each of us. It's all all unique. Did you find that, you know, when people started pouring out just that that love, those memories, the way Ricardo had impacted people's lives, a lot of people's lives, and how, you know, there was just people um, bringing flowers as well. Did you find that in, in a way quite comforting? Was that a sense, does that love almost build up a person and, and help you keep standing? Or was it a sense of realizing why he actually had impacted so many people? Or And there was, was it just a sense of, of a small light that was shining at that time? It's, it's for me very interesting that immediately I got the news confirming that Ricardo had not made it. This was his eldest brother letting mm -hmm. me know that, no, he didn't make it. Um, I, I, I immediately was thrown prostate on the floor, on the ground. Mm. And I was already at the hospital then. And I came to prayer. I came to somebody shouting out the name of Jesus and mm. with their hands hovering over me. I, I I I came to that and it felt it felt unrealistically warm in in inside me it it, it just felt uh, all right and 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 at the same time there were there were people from the hospital bringing mm. in the the wheelchair ready to wheel me somewhere mm. but it felt for me that I had something that I was going to be able to do something that I needed to do. And that was um, just attending to those young people that I was seeing a few um, hundred meters away from where I was. Mm. Um, I was seeing the, 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 the young people really, really devastated. And I had to, I had to walk. I had to walk mm. to them because I needed to to make it better. What I was, well, I think it was also part of imagining because I was in mm. a bit of a distance from where they were standing. Yeah. What I was imagining they were going through was just absolutely enormous. Mm. So that was a, 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 a sense that I, I can remember very distinctly and this carried through also when uh, people were coming to the house, especially the young people, 
Natives was feeling so sad for them because they were obviously crushed. Mm. Everybody, the older people, we were, were obviously deeply, deeply mm. um, devastated by the news of Ricardo's passing. And I, I, I had the sense that they are coming here to be for me, to be for us as a family. Mm. But they are coming as broken selves as well. So it was a process wow. of mutually um, leaning on each other, giving. And, mm. and, and from that, there was this huge sense that we are not alone as a family. We are not alone. We are with uh, others. And that does make it better. Mm. Even in that state of things not being um, held together, that, th that, that fleeting realization that um, you are not alone hmm. warms the heart enables that forward movement to 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 happen and that was a constant thing that i i i i know i held on to hmm. the lots of outpouring of love that reminded me i'm not alone hmm. i did not try to hold on to um, Bible verse in any way because yeah. I knew I would be breaking my mind in doing that. I knew mm. I knew I just would be breaking myself, but mm. I allowed allowed the realistic, comforting words and song that my uh, church community brought um, to 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 lift me. Mm. I do write in the book though that the way that the love and care that came from my church community hit me was deeper than I could ever imagine. Because in that love, it, it felt like I, bre I broke even more. Mm. Um, and for some time, I had to just um, be very careful about that experience of the heart literally breaking even more. Yeah. 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 Mm. Wow. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing that with me as well. I think, you know, last week um, on the show was talking to Boy Tamelo, who's written a book about surviving her, her sexual violation and rape experience. And part of her journey also was about her, the people of her church and the journey they took with her, that that and the love, the support, the comfort, but also there was a deeper truth in it. And I think you're reminding us of that today as well. And uh, it, it is a challenge that we need to take on board, especially spiritual communities of all kind, you know, to realize how we need to be there for one another and how we need to be, you know, like you said, sometimes it's difficult for for you to and for our brains, it's not just about a, a Bible verse that you want to put inside, you know, like, oh, this is something I need to hold on to here. It's about the actual love of people as well and about how this happens and connects together. But also, like you're saying, there is other sides to it as well. And again, it's because our journeys are so unique. But it is a challenge to us to be people that do lean on one another and that do care and that do show that love. And sometimes people shy away from that because they just don't know what to say. You know, when someone's lost yes. a loved one, they never know 
sure, you know, what am I going to say to Auntie Louisa? What, how am I going to, you know, my heart's broken, her heart's broken. What am I going to say? There's probably a lot of that, but then we have that, that, so then sometimes people draw back, but it's that challenge to, to go forward and to say, you know, we can show that love, even if you're feeling broken, you can still show that love to others. And one of the things that you did, which I find really interesting and incredible is, you know, that working through your grief and your trauma with this, you trekked up to base camp on Mount Everest. Mm. And uh, tell us a bit about that. Uh, while you were doing that, you were writing letters on your journey. You were writing letters to Ricky. And tell us a bit about, obviously, you had some plans to go to Everest before that never happened. So it almost seemed like this was the divine moment for you to be you know, really kind of conquering in in a way Everest, which is a a big climb and uh, something that people always want to do. Tell us a bit about how this came about for you and on your journey, what you experienced through working through your story, your grief and things that had happened. Hmm. Lauren, I was starting in this place where I... I just want to say, you know, for me, in relation to mountains, the I never find it um, easy. In fact, I avoid using the word conquer mm. because I, I have the sense of approaching mountains that I approach with that deep need to to ascend and mm. and and i pr- approach with the awareness that ascending is not only a physical feat of walking up a challenging terrain it is also a spiritual journey of lifting myself up to quiet mm. up to possibility of more contemplation possibility of more um, immersion which then allows the true um, awareness of of what I need to be aware aware of and and gives me that gift and Mm -hmm. I approach mountains with that sense that if the mountain allows I will reach the this the, the place that I start mm-hmm. intending to reach. And so that that's that's always the approach. So when we were planning, it was a, a nice big group of eight women. We mm-hmm. were planning to do um base camp and we were planning to do it in April of 2020. But that of course was a time mm-hmm. when uh, COVID hit and the lockdowns were were happening globally. And it only became possible to um, attempt the, the 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 trek up to base camp Mount Everest in in uh, March of 2022. Hmm. So when Ricardo passes uh, on the 23rd of February 2022, I I am in the process of really uh, getting ready. I'm training to to go to um, the the the. the uh, to, to go up to Mount Everest and to do the, the walk with a group of five um, uh, women. I 
then did not know whether it was going to happen or not at the point when Ricardo passes. Mm. But I do have a, a, a sense, and I can't even explain where it comes from, but it is a sense that I recognize and I, I hold on to on the day of, of, of his funeral, which was, I am going up um, to base camp mm. and I am going to go with Ricardo. Mm. And that, that suddenly fills me up. I'm, I am going and, and I'm, I'm going with Ricardo. Mm. I um, then then um, make the arrangements and I, with the support of um, a team of young people with uh, Kumi, my life partner, um, uh, co- coordinating things uh, with them, I make arrangements to um, to post uh, the letters that I write as mm. I walk up the mountain. And it's about everything. I just find that whole experience just filled with um, everything. It opened me up. It filled me with joy. Mm. It was, it, it had its special sense of euphoria and its sen- special sense of realistic look at everything about life and the questions of life. So I was sharing that kind of um communication in letters to to Ricardo Hmm. so when I came back I imagined that it would be um, from this experience of writing that way that I might also um, write a book that shares in deeper ways um, the experience of um, well not experience of anything particular but the story of my life yeah in which is the center of um, healing through the devastating loss of my second-born son, Ricardo. Mm. Mm. And uh, it's 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 incredible. I love the way that you described a mountain and how we can actually see it, approach it, and it's it's a it's a spiritual truth. You know, we we hold on to. Bible verses or scriptures, and I know even at the funeral yesterday, you know, Psalm 121 was uh, was spoken out, mm. you know, look to the mountains, where does my help come from? Mm. And it is, as you said, this place of ascending, but it's, it's, it's such an incredible journey. And with you actually going up and continuing that journey, like you said, the euphoria and the joy as well. Which is which is just incredible. Mm. What a what a gift. What a almost a a divine blessing, and uh, it's it's just so moving, really, to just hear and 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 just a just a blessing for others to have you know been able to see the letters that you're writing and just having written about anything and everything and whatever was coming up and and uh, I'm sure that people responded to that as I know that they did and we're going to take a really quick music break but we don't want you to go anywhere because Louisa is still with me after this so stay tuned enjoy some music and we'll see you when we get back you're with me Lauren Jacobs here on Voice of Change today I hope that you've been with me from the beginning of the show because I'm joined by Louisa Zondo and we've been talking about her own journey but of course the journey as well of experiencing the loss of Ricardo, her son, whom everybody knew as Ricky Rick and the love, his memory and the truth of, you know, what, you know, Luisa went through as well and that experience 
And I'm sure that those of you who are sitting here maybe have a memory of him, of Ricky, maybe, you know, in some way your life connected with him. And Louisa, one of the things that you said was uh, in your book that you spoke about seeing him, you know, his body at the hospital and he had one hand open and one hand closed. And it was almost a sign that you experienced and took upon yourself as well that there was more. Tell us about that moment and how you experienced that because Ricky had such a huge purpose in this life and his heart was so strong for young people. We know we are in youth month and we know that we are also in men's health month, which there's a big focus now on mental health and trying to help men be able to, you know, speak about what is going on in their lives and to speak to the youth because the youth are feeling such enormous pressure, you know, to there's social pressure, but there's also, they look at the future and they go, well, there's unemployment. Are there opportunities? How do I get them? It, it is a, it is a lot that young people are dealing with. And when you saw Ricardo in the hospital, there was a deeper message that you re- kind of received. I would say when you looked at him with that one hand closed, one hand open, and what did you feel in that moment? What did you receive almost as a, as a sign that there was more? Thank you so much, Lauren. You know, this is part of this message about our stories being important and our stories healing us. Because when I saw that image of the right hand being completely open and the left one slightly clenched, um, I, I, I had just the sense that you finished you finished what you were here to do. You did mm-hmm. it. You gave it. It's open right hand. It's given. It's all given out. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But this is the left hand that is still appealing to us to build on what you have left. And for me, it was immediately the children. I was already immediately connected to the children with the left hand that still um, leaves to us, what needs to be uh, worked on and built upon. Mm. But with time, it the picture expands and grow and goes deeper, because Ricardo um, left this very huge body of communication about what he wishes for us, for humanity, for the world. Mm. And one of the things he says is. Um, I really don't care what legacy I leave as long as I do leave something that can be built on. That Mm. is the legacy I look for. And so what he has left, which we as family have um, allowed ourselves to to, to see deeply, Mm. is this deep love and care for humanity, deep love and care for young people, the deep call for all of us to see mm. young people and to work towards young people thriving, being supported. He says, please believe in young people. Mm. Give them as many opportunities as they need to prove themselves at any cost. Now, that's a call which um, we've allowed to, to ourselves to be bothered by. And mm. so as the Ricky Rick Foundation for the Promotion of Artivism 
gets established through the hand of the family. Um, the, fo- the founding uh, uh, focus is from the family. We, we, we are deeply, deeply committed to working with others towards mental health and well-being being something that we grapple with every moment of our mm. existence, something that we make sure we are minded to attend to, mm. whether we are in government, we're in business, we are in schools, we are in our uh, space of recreation and creativity, wherever we find ourselves in family, in community, mm if we are minded to check on how our well-being is, mm. how our mental health is, we probably will start moving the lever uh, in regard to improving what has become absolute pandemic, mm. which is a global mental health scourge. Mm. So young people, focus on young people, supporting young people, that's something the foundation is looking to. And all the proceeds of this book, Dearest Mariki, A Mother's Journey Through Grief, Trauma, and uh, Healing, go to the foundation. And so do the proceeds of Kumi's book, which came out in November last year. Mm-hmm. It's called Letters to My Mother. They go to the proceeds, to, 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 to the foundation. So this mm. is the kind of uh, sense of what Ricardo uh, was about, what he leaves with, with us and what is available for us as we continue to heal, what's available for us to build on. And mm. may everybody, everybody see themselves um, opening up to every opportunity they have to reach to the next one, to reach into community, to care about what's happening around us in order for all of us to do what Ricardo says we must do, to stay shining. Mm. Mm. Sure. I love, love, love that because it's it's so incredible when you reflect on life and Sometimes people talk about, you know, when when you lose a loved one, uh, you know, people talk about, you know, the person passed away and it felt like it was untimely. You know, maybe they went too soon or we had to say goodbye to that person too soon. And this is a reality. And obviously, this is something that many people feel. And though to reflect on someone's life and to see what they really did leave behind or what they really did build and in the 34 years that Ricardo was here, the impact that he had was can only be described as an incredible purpose that was blessed and that was lived out. And you as a family, it's incredible that you continue to build on that and will expand it and make it even bigger. And then I, I truly believe that and will fulfill you know, the dreams and the hopes that he had, especially for young people and and for all of us with our mental health. And like you said, we have this pandemic now, this reality where people are really struggling with their mental health. When you just are, you know, encountering people on a day-to-day basis, there are a lot of people that are struggling and, uh, you know, people are just going through so, so much. We went through the the lockdowns, which we thought was really quite hard. But now after this COVID, 
you know, it seems like the mental health and the struggles have actually got worse. And there's obviously reasons for that. But again, we need to be caring and being there for other people. And Louisa, I want to say thank you so much for the time that you have spent with me today. It's been a small glimpse into your life and into the life of your family. But I also want to say thank you so much for your bravery, your honesty, and for sharing your journey through your book and through speaking about the things that you have been through and the things that you have come to have to look at in your own life, the things that have been very traumatic for you. And in the book, you also speak about a terrible home invasion that happened and and the years it took to walk through that. And I, you know, I encourage people to read and to get in, get hold of the book. So Louisa, with regards to the book, is it available at different stores? Can people get it uh, anywhere where they can go and find a good book? And uh, or do they get it online? How do people get get a hold of it? Uh, so the book is available at the bookstores, and um, it is also available in the events that um, we continue to have, mm-hmm. which are launch events. And the next one actually is on Friday, the 16th of June in Orlando West at mm-hmm. Just Padella, the food and, and, and wine uh, uh, spot. And at 12 o'clock, we will be gathered there. We will be having an engagement and um, also marking the special day, which we have dedicated for the focus on young people youth day. So, yeah. yes, it 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 will be available there as well. Mm. And you've been doing a lot of traveling with all the different book launches. You've been in Cape Town and Johannesburg and all over the show. So I want to just wish you all the best for continuing to just, you know, meet people and have people connect with you and do all these launches, sharing around the book. I'm sure that it's inspiring and you get energy from all the all the support and everything that people are sharing and these incredible moments. But I also pray that you'll have great strength to continue. And again, I want to just say thank you so much for you. Thank you so much for what you are teaching us and imparting into our lives and into our hearts through your own life journey and through facing the things that have been hardships for you as well. And I want to say thank you for that. So all the strength, all the blessings and all the goodness that you need to continue to share the story and steward the purpose that you have in your life as you share it with us. So thank you so much for being here today. And thank you just as well for you, Louisa. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren. And I'm so deeply grateful for all the people that have communicated online, that have come to the launches, that have bought the book, because people, as they bear the pain of the traumas and the grief that they suffer from loss of loved ones, uh, they, they, they continue to do amazingly beautiful, caring, brave, and, and, and wise things. So thank you so much for the community that, that has been holding me up through the book tour. Thank you. Mm, amen and amen. And we've been with Louisa Sondo and we've been chatting about her life as well as her incredible book, which you can go and get on in bookstores or online as well, or at the book launch, which is going to be happening on Friday. And so again, it's been such a great pleasure to be with her. And don't forget that, you know, you can take some 
hope and encouragement through the love that others share. May we be people that truly do love one another and show that love, show that care. And it's just been such a blessing. So enjoy some music. See you when we get back. Again, thank you so much to Louisa and to the whole family for sharing their stories and their journeys with us. And today I really just want to just, you know, end off really quickly because I feel like there was so much that was said that we can we can sit with and I just really want to end off with a prayer and I know that maybe some of you are listening have lost your loved ones and the last two years we've seen loss of all kinds and uh, I want to end off with a prayer today and just invite God to be with us in everything that we go through and so Father we just want to say thank you for the lives of our loved ones who Father are no longer with us we remember them in our memories and in our hearts And for many of us, we want to build on what they left behind. And also not just through something physical that we do for others, but through the way that they lived, Father. And Father, we want to take with us the realities of what our loved ones left behind. And that could be just the encouragement they used to give others or the way they were so clever and wise and intelligent or compassionate or empathetic or the way that they practiced presence with others, the way that they advocated for other people or fought against some injustice or the way that they just loved their family and served. And Father, there are so many things that we can learn from our loved ones and we can take that with us. And Father, their memories can be with us always. Father, the relationship continues with those who we cannot see anymore, but we know, Father, that we can still have that relationship with them because of the love we have in our hearts for those who we can no longer see. And Father, we want to say thank you, though, for the people who you've given into our lives, whether it be friends or family members who have passed away, Father. Thank you that they were part of our lives, part of our journeys. And Father, even our our fur animals we know that there is such devastation when our animals pass away and father they are our companions as well so we thank you for their lives and everybody that comes into our lives has a purpose father and we thank you that that purpose will continue to unfold as we live our lives may we learn the lessons that you have for us father and may we receive those to ourselves and father i pray for comfort for the hearts of those who are grieving today and father who are in their journey father i pray for comfort of your Holy Spirit and I pray Father for light to go on for them as well and for their purpose to be revealed in their hearts and in their lives as they journey through life. Your promise is that when we go through deep water you will be with us and that Father even if we go through the fire we will not be burned because you love us and you take delight in us Father and may that truth unfold and be our reality today as we look to you for all things and we thank you for this we pray this in the mighty name of our Savior and our Messiah. Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been such a blessing to be with you today. May God's grace and peace and love be with you, you and your family over this long weekend. Take care, be safe, stay warm, and God bless. Until next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.